The Mind of Ben Podcast. We are host Ben Brown. Every Tuesday afternoon. Hello and welcome to The Mind of Ben Podcast. This is episode 13 of season 2. And following on the trend of the past few episodes of this podcast, we're going to be looking at another documentary and giving our opinion on it. I so, know we're Madeline McCannis. <laughs> I know we're Madeline McCannis. She's in my fridge. <laughs> in several bits. <laughs> I know we're Madeline McCannis. I know we're Madeline in the car she's in my freezer next to the frozen pizza <laughs> not in the The other week, the Madeline, the disappearance of Madeline McCann documentary came out on to Netflix, and I finished watching it. And today, I'm going to be giving you what I think happened, and we're just going to be giving you a rundown, um, just for legal reasons. All these things are allegedly, and all the things that I'm saying is not necessarily fact. And I, nobody knows what happened apart from Jerry and Kane, allegedly. But yeah. So, on the 3rd of May 2007, Jerry and Kate McCann, doctors from Leicester, were on holiday in Pride Luz, Portugal, with their three children. Madeline, who was nearly four, and two sons, Sean and Amelie. And at 8.30pm, the McCanns left their sleeping children in their holiday apartment to meet in with their friends at the Tapas Bar in the Ocean Club Resort, where they were staying. And when Kate returned... And when Kate returned to the apartment to check on the children at around 10pm, she discovered that Madeline's bed was empty. So that is basically what happened. There's a lot of other stuff here, but I don't really think that's actually necessary because, yeah, it's just not. So basically they went and, by the way, I'm just letting you know that I'm reading this off a website called The Week, so... Yeah, I did watch the documentary, but because I've slept since then, I don't necessarily remember it all. Um, but so basically, they went out for a meal and they left the children. And it, according to them, they thought it was only the other side of a wall or across. Basically, the apartment was on one end. There was a then there were a path, and then there were like a wall, and then there was like a pool, and then there's the sit where the bit where they were sitting. Um, so they thought they'd still be able to see their child, well, their apartment thing from the what's name. And they got people to check. So this, so the last person who saw her alive was Jerry McCann. Because they, one of them went to check, then Jerry, then one of their friends, and then Kate went, and that's where they found that she'd gone. Now, there's a couple of things that I think are really odd about that. Is that she come back holding her little, like, teddy thing, cuddle cat or whatever it was called, 
and she come she's been taken she's been taken now i can understand where you've got that impression from but how do you know she's been taken how do you not know she might have just wandered off you, you don't know that so how do you know she's been taken which I think is a bit odd. And then loads of people went in and trashed the crime scene, so there was it was made it really difficult to like get any evidence from it. Um, and then, yeah, the next day, they got all the media to come. Normally, you wait a bit, and then let once it starts to like blow up, because you can't find them, you get the media attention, you don't do it straight away. Um, I just think it's all a little bit odd. Then they searched a man called Robert Murat, who was a man who lived just a bit up the road from where they were staying. And he was made an Aguido because they because he was a translator and everyone thought he did it, which I think is stupid because just because he was there trying to help does not mean he took your child, you know what I mean? So... And then there were another one of his friends who who was a website designer for him. I can't remember his name. Who were a Russian fella. He got took in as well. But all this was because that Robert Murat was basically just accused just because he was there. Which, yeah. And then... They um, got some dogs in. I thought they were proper cute little dogs. And one of them was trained to sniff dead bodies. And when it found like the scent of a dead body, it would bark. And another one, it smelled for the smell of blood. And it would point at its nose. But the one that could smell blood, they had... The FBI tried it with like, little bits of rug. And they put a bit of blood on one of them, washed it three times... Not only was the dog able to identify which bit of rug it was, they also noted exactly where the blood was. So, yeah, um, the dogs, well, the body one barks in where the cupboard was in the parents' bedroom and behind the sofa and in the same places the dog smelt blood which is weird, and also they smelt it in one of the hire cars, which they got 25 days after she went missing. So how would they be able to smell dead body? I know that it was a hire car, but it's unlikely that somebody was killed in a hire car type thing without them knowing about it and them being able to put it back out. So I think that's a little bit sketchy, but it was 25 days after. So the question is, is where did they store her for those 25 days? Would they check the freezer when people were searching? Now, some people believe that there was men surrounding the resort day, the days before she was went missing, which there possibly could have been, but there was only a few sightings. Now, they think, oh, they could have took her. Now, there's also speculation that the McCanns did it which is what quite a lot of people believe. And there's quite a lot of evidence that points to him. So obviously the smell of blood and there was us and the smell of dead bodies in them places and also on Madeline's bloody like teddy thing, cuddle cat, um, which is a little bit 
odd if you think about it. So, yeah. And then, um, obviously, in the car as well. But, hmm. So, people, some people believe that Jerry and Kate overdosed her because they found syringes. So, they overdosed her with Calpol, which is plausible because they were doctors. Which actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it because the twins were asleep and they slept for all the people going in, all the commotion. They didn't wake up once. If people, there's loads of people who to come in my room and just walk past me and make noises and stuff. Oh, where is she? Where is she? I think I'd wake up. And admittedly, yes, there were babies, but babies are a lot more sensitive to noise than normal people. So, yeah. Um, so people believe that she was drugged and then they overdosed her. So it'd kill her. And they didn't want to ruin the doctor reputation. And that, um, or some people believe that they sold her on, which I think is, mm. but then again, I guess if you've got the, if people think you've got the guts to be able to kill your child, then surely you'll be able to, you know, sell it on. Um, yeah. People also believe that she actually did go missing, which I, th- I think is unlikely, the fact that they've never found any body parts or anything like that. And also just the way Jerry is. He, Jerry, they both, both parents seem dead cold and dead, like just not nice people. Um, there were an interview where, on the day when they were checking for blood and stuff, the news person asked about the prospect of him finding blood and Jerry was he just stood up took off his microphone and just walked off uh, not answering these questions so hmm, I think personally I think Jerry did it and he told Kate and then he then they just decided you know what we'll get rid of the body we'll get a higher car um but my question is is how did they get the body out of the apartment into the hire car without the news people seeing so that's the only thing that i'm trying to get my head around so hmm but this like i don't understand how there could be blood in the boot of a car if nothing happened and people say, oh, the dog could have just smelt blood from someone else. It could Somebody could have just banged their head when they were putting something in one time. But 15 out of the 20% that they needed to be able to confirm it were her blood was Madeline's. So, a bit suspicious, that, if I'm being honest with you. So, that's just my opinion, though. Um, and also, whenever people slander him or say that they did this, did that, or t'other they literally will sue him. So I'm going to be careful with this because they just sue him and they're just, what's the name? And the, one of the police people wrote a book about it and they went and took him to court and stuff. Um, I just don't understand how somebody could be that like messed up that they'd want to kill their own child. Admittedly, she might have been a little shit. So then, yeah, did the right thing. Got rid of him. God, it's weird to think, though, if she was still alive, which she's not, she'd be in... Year 11 now, she'll be sitting at GCSEs in a couple of months' time. So, yeah. 
But so, I, in my personal opinion, I believe that the parents killed the witch. Quite a lot of people believe, and I I don't know. It's just the way it's so weird. And as soon as they got made agrios, the the late like suspects, they come back. But you wouldn't leave if you still believe that your child was alive. You wouldn't leave it just because you were suspects. And also, Kate, when she was being questioned, she just said, "No comment, tosses. No comment, tosses. No comment, tosses." Know what I mean? So why would you try? Even if you were being made out to be the murderer of your own child, you wouldn't just sit there and be like, "No comment." You'd do it. You'd answer every question to try and help the investigation. So I just think it's really odd, if I'm being honest with you. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is all I've got to say, to be honest. I'm going to end this podcast here because I want to be able to not be arrested because or sued because that's what they do because they're weird and they believe that people shouldn't be allowed an opinion. And also, when they was getting hate mail from, like, people, they literally just... what the, What's the word? They basically just set them out in piles. What's, what weirdo would keep, like, the letters? One of them was like, oh, you, you're stealing from poor people to pay for your mansion... You killed your daughter, basically. It was something like that. Um, but they kept it and they put it in a pile that literally said, like, hate mail, which I think is just really, really odd. So, I don't know. Just to me, it just seemed, they just seem a bit weird. And honestly, I think they did it. Just like, quite a lot of other people so yeah anyway thanks for listening to this podcast if you did enjoy be sure to let me know by leaving a big fat like on it on youtube share it with your friends if you're listening on spotify do all other things so yeah i'm ben and i have spoken my mind <laughs>